Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This is the official radio home of the Chicago Cubs. Swing and a miss. Strike three and the Cubs win the ball game. Listen to every game here on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you in part by your local Hyundai dealers. WSCR Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. And always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! Hit and run Sundays from 9 a.m. till noon. Vaughn at third, Sheets at second. They both walked. Up the middle into center field. That's a knock. Two coming home. It is five to one. The Sox do pay off the bases loaded in a big way. And Oscar pays it off with a jackpot to right field. Two strike base hit left on left, and it's seven to four. Allow, by the way, you can't allow a base runner to do that because you're never going to throw him out. Guess what? Another hit, Luis Robert Jr., and Bay lost the ball for a moment. The Sox get two anyway, and it is 11 to four. Driven in the air, deep left center, back toward the wall. It's got a chance. Gone. Patrick Wisdom with a drive to the seats in left center, and the Cubs lead three to one. Deep drive to left by Gomes. If it's fair, it's going to leave the yard. That ball is a home run to the left field corner for Jan Gomes. Ian Happ belts one up the middle, base set to center. This will drive in two, and it's turning into a route. Two-run single for Ian Half. Cubs lead nine to two. And now Dansby Swanson comes in and scores. The Rangers went asleep. Dansby scores all the way from first. Cubs lead ten to two. It's time for Hit and Run with your host Matt Spiegel. Sing it, everybody. Let's go. I get to sing along with the low brass. Good morning, everybody. Baseball conversation on a Sunday morning at 9 o'clock on the score must mean hit and run and usually means me, Matt Spiegel. Thank you to Chris Ranji for filling in uh, twice in the last three weeks for the Ranger. That is appreciated. I'm a big fan of Chris Ranji. Um, and I was working. One of those, I was working at Wrigley doing pregame. And post-game and the fifth inning of play-by-play. That's last week. Whenever I get those opportunities, I feel like I have to choose them over doing this show. But let me tell you, 
It's not an easy choice. As, as fun as that is, and I've now done 11 innings, stretched out over 11 games. That's my play-by-play regular season career, 11 innings over 11 games, which is kind of a hilarious and absurd way for a man in his 50s to enter the business that he's wanted to be in since he was like five, since the voice came out of the speakers doing the ball game, and I said, oh, I want to I be that. I want to do that. Now when I get a chance to do that, I got to do it. So, But I, I miss the opportunity to talk to you and with you and with some guests on a Sunday morning in our unique two-team town. And how about today when we got two teams coming off wins? One team scored 10 runs. The other scored 11. One team is a game over 500. And the vibes are elite right now. Another team is a game under 500. And the vibes are pretty damn good right now. The White Sox have their issues. And we even saw some of it yesterday that we will talk about. And we always can talk about some of the negatives and some of the issues. But man, that young White Sox core that is supposed to be much better than they were last year sure does look pretty damn good to start this season. And you know that's the case. Other than Eloy Jimenez, who, in a shock to everybody, got hurt and now is on the injured list. Poor Eloy. He tries, man. He tries to get healthy. He worked his butt off to be in great shape. But those, those soft tissue injuries will find Eloy. And sometimes the hard tissue ones, too. But anyway, um, Tim Anderson looks great at the plate. Yuan Moncada started like a house of fire. Oscar Colas at bats are enjoyable. Twice yesterday, he had two strike hits for RBIs. And at least one of them was off a lefty. I think one of them was off a lefty. Um, Yasmani Grandal is making good contact. More on him in a moment. You know what I think of Elvis Andrus. I just think the world of that guy. I'm, I'm thrilled that he decided to come back and play second base. Just a, a professional and a veteran and somebody that you don't have to worry about in, in any aspect of the game. Might not be elite in any aspect, but he's pretty damn good in a lot of ways. And then the story might be Luis Robert, who has been electric when he makes contact. He has been brilliant in center field. Another really good catch on the warning track yesterday, going back to his right and raising up for a backhand. Early leader for a gold glove, which is part reputation anyway. By the way, plenty of Cubs talk coming if you're like, what is he doing talking all this White Sox? Isn't this the Cubs flagship? We're going to talk both. That's what we do. This is how we live. By the way, Keegan Thompson, the Cubs super reliever. Sean, do we have a term for these long relievers who are no longer the sixth best starting pitcher and just like they come in the third inning of a blowout, but instead the Keegan and the Adbert Alzali type who are freaking nasty and may come in the third, fourth, or fifth and pitch for two or even three innings. Do we do we have a name for this around baseball just yet? I don't think so, man. It's it's like it, it's like the 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 loggy loogie, whatever you want to call it, but not really, right? Not at all. Know. No, the loogie. It's the opposite. The loogie. Right. The loogie was lefty one out guy, and the, no longer you can come in and just get one out because the three batter minimum. But this is and this is not the long man. Maybe it's super reliever. Maybe super reliever. I'll ask Eno Saris. Mm, Eno Saris, he's the, he's the guy to ask. At eleven twenty, Eno Saris from the Athletic, one of my favorite baseball writers, because he loves the math and invents new ways to use the math. And 
also loves people and talking to people and talking to players. He talks to players all the time about the math, and some of them are into it. And so Eno is like a scout, but he's an analytical scout, right? Um, would you say it's a good description of the way he goes about it? Yeah, definitely. He makes uh, stats fun. Yeah, oh, I, I like that. He makes stats fun. Eno Saris. You know who else makes stats fun? Our guy Chris Kampka, the Sultan of Stat from NBC Sports Chicago, who loves numbers and loves baseball history and loves baseball. That guy will be on every time I'm here doing hit and run as often as possible. 10.40 a.m. today, we get Camp connected. So Keegan Thompson, Cubs Super Reliever at 10. Chris Kampka at 10.40. Um, at 11, you'll hear number one of my top 30 ball players the last 30 years, if you missed it by chance. Um, had so much fun with that project, and we'll talk about it a little at 11 o'clock and play that for you. 11.20, Eno Saris. 11.40 today, Shane Reardon, my guy, with Parkinson Spiegel, in Pittsburgh for a baseball trip. It is Shane Reardon, Chris Tannehill, and Herb Lawrence in Pittsburgh together, I believe sharing a hotel suite, but there's no way to know. But... I think they're getting a press credential today and going into the locker room. I believe that was the plan for Sunday. Um, But I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll find out all the details from Shane. And a bonus, I'll also ask Shane about my ridiculously tasty roast beef that I'm making for Easter today. Um, I prepped my spice mixture earlier today, some fresh parsley and thyme and basil all chopped up with garlic and olive oil and salt and pepper. I'm going to smear that all over the the big bottom round and bake it for about two hours. Very excited. But Shane is my meat sensei, among other things. Meat he's sensei. He's also, I love that. He's my meat sensei. Um, so Or beef sensei. I'll ask him what he prefers. That's up to him. I mean, he can have some input. But anyway, Shane is coming on. And then there's bonus hit and run, bonus speaks. From noon until 12.38 or so, something like that. Um, Cubs pregame at 12.45 on the scores the Cubs and the Rangers get going. So anyway, along the way, your conversations, your input, your phone calls, your texts, they're not merely welcome. They are elemental to the very completion of the broadcast. The text zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. We are, of course, broadcasting live from the scores Hyundai studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And um, if you do, call the score listener line at 312-644-6767. It'll be powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com. And you can call at any time and get in in an empty segment. First hour is open. I got a lot of thoughts, um, and we'll talk to you about it. But I want to hear from you guys and girls, as always. Happy Easter. I should have led with that. Happy Passover to those who are in the middle of celebrating. My house, we get to do both. Had a great Passover Seder the other day, the other night. And uh, Ruben, the associate producer, is here today. And he has brought some Easter candy from the Easter basket this morning. Sean, did he offer you a piece of Easter candy? He did. I got an Easter egg, uh, Reese's peanut butter cup. A Reese's Easter egg. That's phenomenal. That's all Uh, I ever wanted. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you're getting. Um, so anyway, I was talking about the White Sox and I was running down the young core. Haven't mentioned Andrew Vaughn, um, who we know is a really good and smart hitter, even if it's not all happening here early, but man, all those players have a really good vibe. You'll hear Pedro Grafol talk about 
that focus and what he's seeing from their lineup a little bit later. And then there are those Cubs. Was at the ballpark yesterday with my family. Um, was able to sit pretty close, which is always such a wonderful opportunity. And so you can, it, it's just fun to see the players. Patrick Wisdom came over. We were down the right field line. Patrick Wisdom came over and fielded a ball um, close to the line, made a nice play. And we're all like, hey, come on. Yeah, way, way to go, Patrick. Nice play, Patrick. Wanted to turn around and acknowledge us. Did not happen. Jerk. Just kidding. Um, but anyway, a, a great day to be at the ballpark and super fun to watch these Cubs at the moment. Wouldn't you agree? I have an overall baseball point that I'll make at the top of the next segment. Okay? But both the Cubs and the White Sox are playing into something that is true about the rules that we're seeing. And that's basically that the base hit is back. Singles are sexy. I'll talk more about that in the next segment. But let's talk about what we saw from the Cubs yesterday and what we are seeing, which is a lineup full of contact hitters who lately are making contact. And when they are, they are becoming hits. Be it Eric Hosmer with a pinch hit two-run single. Be it Trey Mancini with uh, a couple of shots into the outfield. For Mancini, and yesterday he went three for five, drove in a run. Maybe it's uh, Nico Horner, who always has been a real good um, gap-to-gap hitter and sometimes foul-line-to-foul-line hitter. Yesterday there was an at-bat where he fouled two or three off to the right side, just outside the right field foul line. It was like, man, look, he's on it. And then he singled up the middle after that. He straightened it out just a little bit. Because that dude wants to use the whole field. Such a difficult thing for batters to do. But when you get that mindset and you're that dialed in on your timing, just try and drive it in the fair area. This is breaking baseball wisdom here, by the way. You want to hit it hard in the fair area. But seriously, use all of it. Don't just try to pull it to half the field up in the air for a home run. Don't just try to do that. Make good contact. Cubs got a bunch of guys who can do that. Nick Madrigal is off to a pretty darn good start with the bat and had two hits yesterday and scored a couple runs. And Ian Happ is batting 375. He's walked a bunch. I believe the OPS is still above one for Ian Happ. Remind me later, Sean, I want to look at the leaderboard because it's Sunday morning. And Sunday morning is when you look at all the leaders. In in my day, you had to go to the newspaper to do it. And you'd get the Sunday newspaper. You'd be like, oh, there it is. There's every batter in the American League and what they're hitting with the home runs and the RBIs and the runs scored. I I can look at every batter once a week. That's all I could do, dude. It's all I could do. Remind me later. We'll talk about it. I'll remind you. Um, But... Now you can look at the leaders, and we will later on. But Ian Happ having a very good start at the plate. And yesterday, this play signifies what's going on with the Cubs right now. This um, happens in the eighth inning when they're already out in front. That's the thing. Was it 6-3 to at this point? 7-2. to 7-2, because Texas got a run in the ninth. So 7-2 to at this point, and the bases are loaded. And here's Ian Happ. 
Here's Hat. Ground ball up the middle, and it gets through a base hit. Madrigal in to score. Horner on his heels. Swanson into third. And then here comes Swanson. He'll score. Oh, boy, that's playing hard right there. Heads up. And he comes across to score. It is all comes in this one. All right, so at that point, it's 10-3. to 3. It's a three-run single. You heard Boog Shambi. What did he say? Here's the short version of what. Oh, boy, that's playing hard right there. Heads up. Oh, boy, that's playing hard right there. Heads up. I'm in the ballpark, um, and these, these fans in front of me, these Cub fans in front of me, they're, they're going crazy at that play. One of them was wearing a Horner jersey, but they're going crazy at that play. And um, the other dude gets up, and he's, like, he's cheering, and he turns to me, and he said, man. When they're playing hard and having fun, that's dangerous. That's what the dude said to me. Fun, observation, overly optimistic and joyful? Sure. Baseball? Yes. Did we exchange a high five? Yes. Is high-fiving strangers at the ball game one of life's great pleasures? Yes. High-fiving strangers at a ball game? That's a top five human experience for me, frankly. And so anyway, that dude like, oh, when you're playing hard and you're having fun, that's dangerous. And then I was like, oh, yeah, is that what it seems? Because I hadn't said, hey, I am a radio talk show host and I would like to pull your thoughts from you and then give them back to the audience the next day. I didn't say that. Um, But that I was thinking it because I'm in the knowledge acquisition business. And I'm also in the perspective acquisition business. So I wanted to acquire that, that fan's perspective. And he said, man, I haven't felt this in a long time. This, this group, there's a group of players. They all seem like decent people. And they're fun. They play hard and blah, blah, blah. You know, he was just expressing that vibe that he is feeling about a Cubs team on the rise. And that feeling, that vibe that that fan is feeling – is freaking gold. That's what you want as an organization. It's what you want as a team. Um, it's what you want as a manager. Don't we have David Ross talking about essentially that? Um, Swanson. Uh, we've got Ross talking about that play. Um, so we'll hear from Ross and Griffol in, in, in the next segment. So you'll hear from both managers in the next segment because we also have Pedro talking about the lineup. So we'll hear from both of those. Because those, those are the guys. Those are the guys. Those are the voices and the identities of your team. And after two years in the White Sox wilderness where um, a, a, a decaying Tony La Russa, decaying Hall of Fame manager was the identity of your team, instead of that now you've got a very energetic, very excited, very um, good communicator in Pedro Grafol who is now the voice and identity of your team. So you, and and you you know that I think David Ross is that as well. These are look, are there better managers? Sure. Um are they two of the top 5? Nah, I don't think so. Are they two of the top 10? Eh, it's on the table. It's conceivable at some point. Are they two of the top 20? Yeah, probably. Are they the representative managers of what you get these days? Whether it's Alex Cora, whether it's um, A.J. Hinch, you know, d- dudes who were players for a while, maybe they were a bench coach. 
for a while like Graffol. Maybe they were a broadcaster for a little while like Ross. But they're recently, you know, retired guys or baseball lifers like Graffol. You know, like one of those, but they're baseball men. They're freaking baseball men who are active and have been in the business and are not people coming off the couch who've been out of the business for a couple of decades. So you'll hear from both of those. But anyway, those vibes are back in place for the Cubs fan base. And that's gold. Are they going to be a playoff team? I doubt it. Are they going to be over 500? I think maybe so. Are they going to be a 500 team? I think that's likely. And I think they're an 80. I said the floor is 80 wins. And Danny Parkins has laughed at me for weeks and weeks and weeks. Because he's like, you don't understand what a floor is in gambling parlance. And he's right. When I blurted it out, I was not thinking of the true semantical definition of a floor. But Vegas had him at 76 and a half wins or 77 and a half wins. I took that over. And I think it's an over. White Sox were at, I believe, 83 and a half. Or were they at 81 and a half? I think 83 and a half. 83 and a half. Six wins better than the Cubs. Um... I don't know. I'm a little torn on that White Sox over. But I'll tell you what. Mike Clevenger's pitching pretty well. Giolito, not so much. That's your fifth starter. Giolito's your five. Uh, They got bullpen issues until Liam Hendricks comes back. Joe Kelly was better yesterday. Aaron Bummers looked very good. Renato Lopez is overthrowing like crazy whenever he's out there. Gave up a bomb in a meaningless situation uh, yesterday to Andrew McCutcheon. Good for Andrew McCutcheon. I love that guy. He'll get mentioned a couple more times on the show. But anyway... Am I rambling a little? Sure. Is it a Sunday morning? Are we talking baseball? Yes, we are. I think it's a really cool moment on a Sunday morning in our unique two-team town, and now the phone lines are open to talk to you at 312-644-6767. You um, can dial it up. You can also text that way, as a lot of you already are and have been. I mentioned you'll hear from the managers this hour, Pedro Grafol and David Ross. And I'll also make my broader baseball point when we come back about the new rules in a moment. On Hit and Run on 670. This- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 
the premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Allow, by the way, you can't allow a base runner to do that because you're never going to throw him out. Guess what? Another hit. Luis Robert Jr. And Bay lost the ball for a moment. The Sox get two anyway, and it is 11 to 4. That is Benetti with Steve Stone for the White Sox in Pittsburgh. Pedro Grafal, the manager of the White Sox, talked about that offense yesterday because, man, they just kept bringing it and bringing it and bringing it. Um, Yesterday, among the hits was Luis Robert, who's just absolutely on fire, and you heard him right there. Pedro Grafal, after, was talking about Luis Robert and said, dynamic talent, dynamic player, this is who he is. This is who we can be. I love everything he's doing at the plate. He's shrinking the strike zone. He's getting good pitches to hit. And when he does that, it's pretty special to watch. Whew, that's good, sensible baseball stuff from the White Sox manager, folks. It's, it's, that's all it is. <laughs> it's, it's a fairly low bar. You know, just find a guy, find a representative uh, baseball mind who wants to be the manager and will. Oh, God, it was good stuff. Um, Here's Pedro Gafal talking about the offense overall in Pittsburgh yesterday as they scored 11 runs. On the offensive side, we had six multi-hit games, um, six multi-hit, six guys with multi-hit games, four with multi-RBIs. I mean, overall, they did a really good job. They put the pressure on this guy. I think we had uh, six walks. Um, they shrunk the strike zone. They hit with runners in scoring position. Uh, Vaughn scored four runs. Um, I mean, overall, it was a really, really good call. Lots with a big left-on-left hit, base hit there. Um, he stole some bases. So it was it was a really good, really, really good day. As a team, the pitching was good, the bullpen was good, and the hitting was really good, and we ran the bases really well. It's Pedro Grafal. Hope you can hear it amidst the background noise, but loving the walks, loving the, again, shrinking the strike zone. And, man, when you do that, things can be very, very special. Overall, here's the baseball point I wanted to make before we go to the phone lines here at 312-644-6767. Singles are back, and they are sexy. You know, pitch clock, I think most of us have adjusted by now. Still some weird stuff. Joe Kelly with a pitch clock violation um, for the White Sox before he even threw a pitch in the sixth inning yesterday. Before he even threw his first pitch, Kelly had a pitch clock violation. (laughs) So anyway, like, they're going to happen, and we've seen some for both teams and all over the game, uh, and we'll adjust to that. And there still might be some unintended consequences on that and larger conversations. But, man, these shift restrictions... I freaking love it. I love it. And for the record, I was one who advocated for banning the shift for several years and have had conversations uh, with many, including Boog Shambi and Len Casper and others who have said, they used to say, you want to make it harder for hitters? I remember Boog said that to me one time. I got to throw that in his face sometime. You want them to aim You want them to aim, Matt? No. 
I know how hard it is for hitters to aim, to go the other way, to choose to go the other way. It's really hard to do that. It's such a hard thing to do. But when you get a satisfying swing that is a low-line drive or even a grounder that you hit on the screws, that you hit hard, sometimes that should be a single. You know what I mean? Yasmani Grandal said exactly that a few weeks ago to James Fegan, and it was in The Athletic. Um, And he said, you grow up your whole life, I'm paraphrasing, like you grow up your whole life trying to just hit hard line drives anywhere. And then you get to the big leagues, and they take it away. He's talking about the shift. He says, we made it. We survived. We made it through. That's the mentality. That's the mindset, okay, that means so much to a hitter at the plate. Cody Bellinger on Friday said this. I love this quote so much from Cody Bellinger because he had a game-winning single that got through, and you've seen him have hits like this. Quote, nice to see hits that have always been hits be hits again. Let that register. Nice to see hits that have always been hits be hits again. I think that is an adorable and hilariously simple and intuitive way to say it. And that's what it feels like, man. Make good contact. It's hard to do. You know how hard it is. You're a baseball fan, the best ever. Ted Williams was asked how he felt after he had 400, had 406 in 1941. He said, how would you feel if your boss gave you 10 jobs to do and you only did four of them right? Now, he was an insane perfectionist who was way too hard on himself. But that's how these guys are. It's some of them. And the game is full of failure. It's so difficult. My God, the rules were designed... The New Deal, as I've been calling it, with all due respect to Franklin Delano Roosevelt, I did tell Theo I called it the New Deal. He liked that. Or he gave it the little exclamation point emoji, whatever, on the text. I said, it's the New Deal, but calling it the New Deal, it's just as important. And he gave it the little exclamation point. But uh, the New Deal is designed to put the balance of power between the hitter and the pitcher Back in favor of the hitter just a little bit. That balance of power that is the essence of the game had gotten out of whack. It's kind of like, in fact, it's exactly like lowering the mound in 1968 after Bob Gibson had a 1.12 ERA. Carl Yastrzemski had a 301 batting average to lead the American League. Uh, Danny McLean won 31 games. You know, it's like, uh, we got a problem. After the year of the pitcher, they changed it. Several years of the pitcher have led to this. So, And what's back? Not necessarily home runs just yet because guys don't have to sell out. You don't have to freaking sell out to try and hit home run over the shift. You can just make contact. Singles are back, and they are sexy. It's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. Here's Ron on the south side to kick us off on hit and run. Good morning, Ron. Hey, Speeds, real quick. It's early in the season, man, but uh, Ruben is uh... – is in great form. I had to get that out first. <laughs> he better be. He better be. Mitch pays him, man. Mitch pays him to screen calls. He was looking at toys. He was looking at toys on Target.com. Uh, I went in there at the first break. I'm like, what is that? We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. I, I, it's okay that he did it, but n- not the rest of the way. He's got a job to do. Th- thank you, Ron. Go ahead. What yeah, you got? But, but, yeah, I agree with you 100% about the shift and stuff, but and also uh, about the court, and, and you know what those speeds, uh, 
I, I, this is kind of the first time you just actually, for me, looking at the soccer, you almost just can feel the energy. And Tim Anderson, to me, sets the tone and is the epitome. Now, you can argue. I still think the most talented player is Yolanda Mikado. And we'll lose Robbins the way he's playing now. But, I, boy, you, you talking about somebody that really, really sets the tone. I mean, the stealing of the bases. But I wanted to just get to one other point. You mentioned <clears> – <throat> Giolito is being the number fifth starter. Oh yeah. boy, if that's the case, then speaks. I, I think it's uh, Michael Kopech. <laughs> I, I, that's because one thing about it, we we see again. I said the first three pitchers that the Sox had have all received Cy Young votes in their career. I think Giolito. I, I'm just not convinced about Michael Kopech. But yeah, if Giolito is uh, your four or five. Uh, with the White Sox not having, you know, much in the minor league system, uh, that, that that could be an issue, Steve. Yes, it could, Ron. Thanks for the call, man. Always good. Here's the thing about Giolito. He's a different pitcher than he was when he had his turnaround and transformation a few years ago. That was largely based on focusing on the four-seam fastball and the changeup as the combo. And that four-seam fastball, when he was throwing it high 90s and it had that ride, had that carry – he could focus on those two pitches. One day he did exactly that. He and James McCann literally just threw fastball changeup one day and got away with it. He can't live off that combo anymore because the velocity is not there and the carry is not there. Some people say it's sticky stuff, whatever, whatever, that the loss of the sticky stuff, whatever it is. He's just a different guy. So he's got a good pitch mix and he uses it, but he's got to be pinpoint with the control and he's, kind of recreated himself. Um, I don't see a high ceiling for Giolito this year myself. Kopech's stuff is still so good that I could see that ceiling be much higher this year. You know, was he chaotic at times? I think he was tipping pitches. Graffold, by the way, said exactly that. Did you guys hear Graffold that day? Graffold, the day after, I was there, me and Danny were there, and I asked him, like, um, somebody asked, like, was he tipping pitches? And he basically said, Oh, we were looking at it. There was something that we caught, and let's just say we'll make adjustments and we'll go from there. He basically said, yes, he was tipping pitches. So whether he was or not, I don't know. But sometimes you want a pitcher to think that after he got his his ass kicked. You, like, let him think he was tipping, and that's why. But anyway, yeah, no, I think Giolito – look – Clevenger is the one that I wasn't sure exactly what you're going to get. He's a weird pitcher. He's herky-jerky and odd to watch, isn't he? Just like he's twitchy on the mound. It's, 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 it's odd, and he takes a long time. He's super easy to steal on because he's twitchy and sort of strange on the mound. Uh, but, man, stuff looked pretty damn good yesterday. was up there humping it at 95 on the regular. Um, and that's, you know, the baseline for him possibly being better than we thought. This is Tony in River North, who's on 670, the score on hit and run. Good morning, Tony. Hey, Speaks. How are you? Everything good? Tony, I'm great, buddy. How are you? Okay, good. Thanks. I just wanted to mention that I think David Ross should be, uh, I don't know about top 10, but higher than top 20. He's a good manager, and I think we have to consider the conditions that he's been given since he took the job. So that's all. Just a vote for David Ross for a little higher place in the Spiegel rankings. Uh, Grafal should get no ranking because he hasn't had a chance to do much yet. But I'm a Ross fan. That's about all I called to say. All right. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. Um, I'm a Ross fan as a communicator 
and as a manager of people, I'm a big, big Ross fan in that way. So I hear you. Um, and I, I, look, he won a division in his first year in the pandemic 60-game season as well in the waning days of that core. And then, of course, the hand he's dealt in 2021 is they don't play well and they all get traded and, you know, he's got to make do. Last year, um, with a real no-name bunch and not even many good youngsters, by the second half, they were good. What were they in the second half, Sean? 39 and 31, something like that? 39 and 31, yep. 39 and 31 in the second half. And in terms of run prevention, so that's pitching and defense combined, they had a team ERA in the second half last year. Top five, right? Yep, it was actually top four. Top four team ERA in baseball in the second half last year for the Cubs. Good sign. I still absolutely believe in Ross as a leader of men and a communicator. There was a game earlier this week where he made like three very strange managerial decisions. You're talking about wisdom bunting and all that? Talking about wisdom bunting. Talking about wisdom bunting on a 3-0 count and a 3-1 count. Um, I understand. I don't need to talk through that. I did it the, the next day on Parkins and Spiegel. But there was that. Leaving Drew Smiley in that same game was like, what is going on here? Smiley was bad and was seemed to be clearly toast. Um, Javier Assad was in a game at one point this year, a couple innings in a row, and didn't look like he should. I think when Brandon Hughes comes back, Javier Assad will go back to the minors and get stretched out to be starter depth, in my opinion. He had a great showing in the WBC as a high-leverage reliever, but that doesn't mean that's who he's ready to be. So I think he'll go back down. Um, there was also a moment, oh, the Miles Mastroboni moment. Here's the thing. Patrick Wisdom is your starting right fielder yesterday. Luis Torrens is your starting DH yesterday. Uh, Miles Mastroboni was a defensive replacement and might be again in the outfield until Seiya Suzuki gets back. He's an infielder who has learned to be flexible and play some outfield. He's not an outfielder. The bottom of this roster is not ready to win. The bottom of this roster, Cubs roster, is not representative of a team ready to win, in my opinion. Um, and I, I think they'll have to fix that if they're really going to be a contender this year. And they, and they will. Sale will come back. I, I assume that Mastroboni will be the one who goes to the minors at that point. Uh, Chris Morrell's looked really good in Iowa. Christopher Morrell should be on this team. This is where you have to balance at-bats, enough at-bats to help somebody develop and being a part of a roster when you are trying to win. We've seen this balance take place so many times. Obviously, it's one of the essences of team building, of roster management. I, I think Morrell should be on this team, and I hope he is sooner rather than later. Matt Mervis? You see your guy hit on a grand slam earlier this week? Who, Mervis? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that is my guy. M- Mervis is going to come up and freaking rake. Whenever he's here, he is going to rake. He just is. And I've talked about him before, and I will again. We'll have time. I don't know when that's going to be, though, because Eric Hosmer is a really good fit, frankly, folks, for the current climate as a contact and singles guy. Eric Hosmer, like um, like Cody Bellinger, like Yasmani Grandal, like Matt Olson, like Corey Seager, is one of these lefties who profiles in a way that they will have extra hits this year. All those other guys I mentioned hit more home runs than Hosmer. And Hosmer doesn't have a lot of power. Only had eight homers last year. But that's a dude, he, I mean, look at his batting average history. And that's with the shift. Now without the shift, I don't know if he's going to get enough at-bats to even qualify, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. 
But you're, there's going to be a point this year where you look at Eric Hosmer's batting average and you're like, damn, because he's, he's been that guy, and he's defensively better than Mancini. So those guys are blocking Mervis. Man, I'm talking a lot. I have a lot of thoughts. What are you going to do? It's hit and run on 670 to score. Keegan Thompson of the Cubs will join us at the top of the hour. More of your phone calls next on Hit and Run. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Sunday mornings on The Score. Welcome to the family, Madrigal. The home of the family, Madrigal. Hey, coming through! I know it sounds a bit fantastical but magical, but... Come on, Ruben, dance. Come on. So we're driving to the ball game yesterday. And my my son is being quizzed by my meatball cub fan wife. Um, and she's like, all right, let's go around. She's looking at the lineup on the MLB app. And she's like, let's go around. Who's playing first? Rue, uh, who was playing first yesterday? Does microphone work? Ruben, who was playing first base yesterday? Who was playing first base yesterday? Look alive out there. Mancini. All right. Who was playing second base yesterday? Um, Nico Horner. Who's playing shortstop? Uh, Dansby. Dansby Swanson. Who's playing third base yesterday? Madrigal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nick from the family Madrigal. So he kept saying Madrigal, not Madrigal, as we all say. Like Nick Madrigal. I have thought of like the corral. I think it's a specific kind, kind of a written corral from the what 1600s, 1700s that I learned as a singer, as a child singer. Like it, I had madrigals in high school and a hallelujah chorus, hallelujah, hallelujah. That is a madrigal, or I think. But anyway, no, he goes madrigal, which makes all the sense in the world, right? So that maybe that's how we should pronounce it from now on. What do you think? Um, I think that whatever Nick decides, we should call it. That's a great question. That's a great point. Thank you. Sean, let's get Nick on sometime, maybe next week if he can. Yeah, we'll ask him. Okay, cool. All right, back to the phone lines we go. Stan is in Bellwood on 670 The Score on Hit and Run. What's up, Stan? Good morning. Good morning, you, Steve. How you been? Man, I feel great. I'm enjoying it. It's, uh, it's been it's fun to watch baseball. I think singles are sexy. I'm digging it. How about you? Okay. All right. I won't <laughs> argue that. I'll buy it. Hey, um, uh, going back to the uh, White Sox front here speaks, I wish I could be more optimistic. Um, there are some uh, good things here. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not the, – the cupboard is not bare. Um, Luis Robert – uh, this could be a breakout season. Uh, he he looks like uh, a five-tool stud. Mm-hmm. Uh, fingers crossed that uh, you know he stays healthy. And uh, Yohan Moncada has been a very pleasant surprise. Uh, credit where it's due there because uh, I've I've been one of his uh, harshest critics. I'm uh, I'm not a fan. So far, so good though. But big picture, uh, the American League is uh, shaping up uh, to be pretty strong uh, this year. 
Uh, and the uh, the Astros and the Mariners haven't even gotten going yet, but there's some uh, very uh, impressive-looking teams here out of the gate. Uh, but as far as the White Sox are concerned, um, you know, I wasn't optimistic to begin with, and, uh, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, pleasant surprises notwithstanding, uh, not much has changed. Um, yeah, I, I understand that it's early, but this season has gone pretty much uh, the way I suspected. Thank you for the call, Stan. Um, I hear you, man. And looking at the big sample, I, you know, zooming out and trying to think about 162, I, I totally get it. And, uh, and we'll see. Um, as I mentioned, some bull, deep bullpen concerns. And really, when you're, t- when you're trying to debate who the fifth starter is and you're saying, is it Giolito or is it Clevenger or is it, um, is it, uh, is it Kopech? I mean, it means you got too much on the bottom. And, of course, Lance Lynn, every once in a while, is prone to giving up some doozies like he did the other day. Dylan Cease is one of the great pitchers in all of baseball, period. So you got some concerns. I also I have a question about White Sox bullpen usage, which I will get to later. I have, a, I have some concerns, something that I thought was a Tony issue, which might be an organizational issue, or maybe it's just – it's just something that hasn't manifested just yet. We'll talk about it later. Our guest coming up in a few minutes is Keegan Thompson, the Cubs reliever. And he was mic'd up. There was they were doing this every once in a while. We played some we played some of the Mervis, right? Mic'd up? Right, yeah, Mervis. All right. So this is Keegan Thompson. This is uh it's about a minute and a half of Keegan mic'd up at that Cubs Productions, and Matt Romito does such a good job over there. Um, this is what they put together and just put out. It's good to see you too. They decided to mic me up today, and the quietest person in the clubhouse, they decided to mic up. So I was like, uh, hope you guys aren't expecting anything good today because I'm not going to give it to you. I'll back up so you can say what you really want to say to him. This is what happens when you get mic'd up. Nobody wants to say anything around you. What's up? Yeah. Rocking a new look this year, huh? The yeah, haircut? The haircut. I started it last year, but it wasn't very good at the end of the year. It was a, it was a fresh start last year, yeah. It was so short you couldn't notice the mohawk at all last year. Whoa, whoa. Might as well get used to this. I switched. What? Yeah. Nakoda this year. My custom should be coming in, hopefully, in spring. But I have a couple of stocks to hold me over. It's nice to be known as a guy with cool gloves. Um, I thought I'd try them out. I got the, they're one of the high top ones. They're super comfy. Oh, nice. The, like, strings are inside. Do those shoes have laces? They do, but they're, like, hidden somewhere underneath. It feels just as cold here as it does in Chicago. Yeah, it does. Is that what you're saying now? Yeah. I mean, I came here. I packed for Arizona, and I have, like, a few light jackets, and I wake up and come outside today, and it feels like I'm back in Chicago. Oh, I can't throw that. My fingers feel like ice cubes right now. Thank you, sir. My fingers are so cold. These things are slick. These things are slick. Fresh out the box, knuckleball is nothing. Not today. Not with these fingers and this ball. That's Keegan Thompson mic'd up. He likes being known as the guy with cool gloves. All right. We'll find out what color glove the new one coming in. He said he changed colors. I don't know. We don't know what color, right? 
Whew, these are among the very big questions we get answered. He had a really Keegan cool Thompson. baby blue glove last year. So I remember I'm excited that. To see what this one is, I know. So we'll find out. We'll talk to Keegan next. Callers, if uh, if you've been hanging, thank you, and please do call back or keep hanging on after Keegan Thompson. We'll take your calls all morning long. Eno Saris from the Athletic later on. Chris Kampka at ten forty. Shane Reardon from Pittsburgh, where the White Sox are. All of it on Hit and Run on six seventy The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.